Hi, I'm Mike White. And I'm Rob St. Mary. And we're the hosts of the Projection Booth Podcast. If you haven't heard of the Projection Booth, that's okay. But we think it's time that you have. We've been doing this for over three years now. And we think we're doing a pretty good show. Every week we look at a different film and put it in context. We try to bring you interviews with the people behind the films. Or experts on a subject matter covered in the film. We don't specialize in any one particular genre or type of film. We try to examine every aspect of cinema. From every corner of the globe. Even at three years, we barely just scratched the surface. But we're ready. We're ready for you to listen to us. That's right. Now's the time to give us a shot. Download us through our free smartphone app. Or through Stitcher, iTunes, Geek Juice Radio, Jackalow. Or our website. Projection-booth.com. We'll keep making great shows. Now it's your turn to listen to them. Ugh. hate this shit. Fucking and I had to work in classic rock radio for like two out of the three years I was in it. Listen to this bullshit. Fucking every fucking buddy I work for tell me it's oh, just this to me this band was just way fucking overrated. Oh. Like just lame ass soft rock. Yeah, fuck the establishment right here. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I mean, the theme of it is is so run down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like 20 years prior, there's been, how many fucking evil woman songs and shit have been in existence? Yeah. And then you're not, not only you're not going to uh, add anything new to that theme, you're going to do it in the most soft rock limp dick way another possible. band everybody loves that i think is super overrated don't step to the mech come on now right here come on now once again soft rock no nice rock no <laughs> like way overrated the only the best part mm. about this band is watching Lindsay buckingham play guitar come on man and maybe stevie nicks when you wanted to fuck her <laughs> which is well before our time Fleetwood Mac is like there's so Fleetwood ma- Mac was better what before Lindsey Buckingham b- before Stevie Nicks Christine McVie it was when it was Mick Fleetwood and he was still with Peter Green and they were trying to be a blues band. Yeah. Oh, they see, were uh, see I could at least get to the chorus with the Eagles like let's see if I can find it because I I used to have to play this on Deep Cut Weekend so I know it exists. Hello? Yo. Yo, yeah, you motherfuckers are on time. You weren't bullshitting about uh, 1040. Good buddy. Well, it's 1041 now, so uh, I guess we were bullshitting. We are white. (laughs) All right, so what are we doing? We were just talking about bands we thought were overrated. I was talking, we started with the Eagles. You know, Mm. we were were in agreement on that. We moved on to Fleetwood Mac. Rumor split on that one. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who thinks Fleetwood Mac's overrated? That would be me. Yeah. So the, I, the best part of Fleetwood Mac is watching Lindsey Buckingham play guitar. No, he's... Man, you know what? I, Chris, you, you and I don't butt heads very often. We're going to butt heads about this one. That, 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 I, I fucking think Lindsey Buckingham's... Dude, uh, Rumors is like a fantastic album. Thank you. Go your thank own you. way. As many times as it's been overplayed and everything, is like proto '90s rock. It's like indie rock. Yes, this is the Fleetwood Mac that's good. Yeah, like oh, when are, they were trying are, to are, be a blues band, this is the listenable oh, Fleetwood oh, oh, Mac. This is good. Yeah, you want to talk? Uh, uh, Peter Green was still in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, dude, come on now. Fucking Peter Green's a way better guitar player than Lindsey. You said it, not me. But yeah, no, I just always found Fleetwood Mac overrated, Eagles overrated. We could go ahead and throw Def Leppard into that conversation. Man, fucking Def Leppard. I was talking about bands that people think are like the greatest rock bands ever that I always thought were super overrated. Def Leppard's (laughs) horrible. I don't... Uh, don't Not entirely worthless. Come on, Photograph? That's a great fucking pop song. The thing is, here's the thing about Def Leppard. They have a certain image and everybody accepts them as like, well, I mean, now we would just call it rock. I think 10 years ago, we would have called it hard rock. Back in the day, they were being called metal. What is- People were referring to them. They were lumping them in with like Metallica or Megadeth. 
What has nine arms and sucks? Yeah, that's right. Leopard. I know, right? <laughs> right. So, you know... When all they really were, Def Leppard was Duran Duran with more guitars. And that's all the songs were, too. Motherfucker, did you just compare Def Leppard to Duran Duran? He sure did. I made a comparison. I did not make a judgment call on which was better. Oh, Because Def, Duran Duran's way better than Def Leppard. Yeah, thank you. I'll even I mean, see even that. though it makes me sound... Um, but, you know, write the lyrics down to their songs on paper and read them. We're all going to have a circle jerk them. later. Let's just say what everybody's thinking. Read, it, read a Def <laughs> Leppard song and then, and then read a Duran Duran song. And you just think that they're all equally as shitty. Dude. It's just Duran Duran had Def better production. Def Leppard had a lyric, Demolition 1, Now I Want to Be Your Man. They referenced a WWE tag team in one of their songs. G- gems like this, Aaron? Is you? This- what you're sticking up for? No, not this one. <laughs> he wants to go back to the to the '80s Def Leppard. Yeah, no, I won't stand by this. I didn't get. I didn't buy this album. Last Def Leppard album I bought had Rocket on it. So you bought Hysteria. Yeah, it's your fault. People like you. Start the show. <laughs> Defeated <laughs> right off the bat. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Welcome to the show, number 102. That is the number of songs that Def Leppard has written that sucks. <laughs> I, 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 I Chris, we I'm Aaron. We also Gangster, not with Def Leppard. Who's that? Tell no. us your name, for love of God. <laughs> I'm Rich. There we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're, set. we're getting just All right. gangster. So, you know, I don't want... I don't want to fight this podcast, Rich. I don't want to fight. <laughs> I know. Chris, I don't want to fight. I'm so sorry. Let's, let's save this. Let's save the music argument for last. <laughs> 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 there's more pleasant things to talk about right now. Yeah, that way we go get the whiskey and gear up for it. <laughs> there's so many fun things to talk that we can talk about. That uh, so all the things that make us forget about all the crazy shit that we were talking about last episode. If you're here last week for that, <laughs> we are so sorry. That was that was that you was know, one of the most contentious episodes ever. You know, I took a little break. I changed my tampon. I played. <laughs> I played a little fretless bass, Come and you on. know, kind of recentered my uh, my chi or whatever the fuck. How about this news? I don't know, Rich, if you are if if you've heard the latest news on what's going to happen in season two of Daredevil, but uh, John Bernthal, remember, you know who he is? No idea. John Bernthal, he played Shane in The Walking Dead. Oh, oh, okay, All right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's going to be on Daredevil as who? Guess, motherfucker. Oh God. Think of it. Who could you see him playing? Bullseye. Nope. I have no idea then. Punisher. Wow. That's actually a really good casting job. Like, Isn't it? I, like, I wouldn't have thought of it. I, you know, if if I heard a story about, hey, Punisher's going to be in season two, I wouldn't be like, well, I hope they get John Bernthal to play him. Yeah, no shit, right? But that's a good casting but job. It just like, in my mind, I saw Shane and I saw like a comic book version of the Punisher just overlap and it just made sense. Oh, dude, did you ever read the... Uh I want to say uh, it was in 85, the limited edition that was supposed to go four episodes or four magazines and went five magazines of The Punisher. Mike Zek, Jerome. Did you ever, yeah. it was this like, a, wait, what year are you talking about? About, about 85. I about 85? Say. Yeah, 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 85. So this was pre-Punisher Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, well before he had yeah. his own his own series. This this is, was, yeah, this is just a, a mini... Yeah, I don't think I read that miniseries. Oh, my God, man. Mike Zek drew him just fucking just cock diesel. I mean, he was like, ah, he, he fucked up Jigsaw. He, yeah. The, the, the first episode starts with him, or the first uh, magazine... Issue. Starts with issue. Ish, issue. My bad. <laughs> oh, really? Really? We're going to do this? My fellow nerds now retired to the nerdery with our calculators. Yes, all day. And just hit the other one. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got to earn it? Yeah. yeah. You earn one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I've recently figured out I'm just going to comb the first two seasons of Silicon Valley and just pull Guilfoyle drops just oh, to yeah. mercilessly make fun of you, too. <laughs> 
Like he had some great ones in uh, the last couple episodes, mm-hmm. especially the one uh, where. Uh, sorry, I derailed the train here for a second. Where uh, uh, no, what's his name? Homeboy, uh, guy Kunal, whatever the character I, he I plays on the show. When he was I talking to the chick that uh, uh, Ehrlich was banging or whatever that episode, uh-huh. when he's trying to hook up with that chick. No, just oh, yeah, all yeah, the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like but, that and, episode alone, I could just mine for drops to. Have Fox you seen it, Richard? You watch the Schrodinger's cat episode? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Can we all agree that the um, the chick on that show is fine as a motherfucker? Can oh we, my! Oh God. yeah, absolutely. Monica, we, chick plays oh, Monica. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. What is Here's it? the to thing quote about you rich, her. I would sexually disappoint the fuck out of her. <laughs> she. <laughs> yes. Okay. She Sorry, she is hot. She she remains hot despite the fact that she's got the the stride of a three hundred pound hunchback. Have you ever like watched her walk? She what just the- like fucking clods. Like she does she does not glide like a beautiful woman should. Oh my but when God. she stands still, Rich is at least consistent. He is snobby in all areas of his life. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know, right? This is like I. Hey, that's like, all I like, want like, out of like, anybody no, 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 in life. No, 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 this no, no. Consistency. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard she got sharp knees. Sharp, really no, no, it's not about her. It's not about the angles or anything. It's about how she walks. It's her gait. Hey, no, also, no, too, no, her stride. Rich, can we also agree that that show is nerd tourage? Like, oh yeah, oh definitely. I figured out yes. the. I yes. figured out half the appeal of it is it's got the same story arcs as Entourage. They're yes. screwed. They're not screwed. They're screwed. Mm-hmm. They're not screwed. It's a, It's got some of the same appeal. I was trying to explain it to my brother before, before I just you know was like, hey, you need to watch this show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to watch this show. And I was like, hey, your, uh, your boyfriend, Aaron, yeah, he really loves this show. So maybe you should <laughs> maybe you should watch it. And they, I mean, like, they even had uh, what was his name? Uh, what was the the uh, the billionaire Russ? I mean, that that's straight. Yeah. That's Ari Gold. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. By the way, one more minor footnote, and then we'll get back on on track here. The Entourage movie just came out. Yeah. I was at the office this week and hearing all the guys talk about it. But oh man, but, but they're quoting it already. But the, no, the problem is, is that the the type of guys that were saying like they checked out the movie. It, it, you know, guy, dude, bro, dude, bro, dude, guy, bro, yeah. those guys. <laughs> dude. I look, like the fraternity. Yes, yes. As the fraternity dude, bro, part of my bro, department. Bro, bro, yeah. dude. But just the the type I, of. I got I got invited to watch that movie, and I was like, you know what? Just can't. You guys can't. are going to have to let each other finish the, the, their thoughts, their respective thoughts. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> like, both, you both cut each other off at the very end of a story. <laughs> but no, it was just the, the type of. Guys that were sitting, oh yeah, yeah, bro, I checked that out this weekend. I'm just sitting there thinking, oh man, now, yes. now it's making me question liking Entourage. <laughs> yes, yes, but but hey, whatever. It, for a couple seasons, it was a good show. Yeah. Then it then it, then it got booty, and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it pulled itself. It remembered what it was by the end. It's like, oh yeah, that's why we they were watching. Let's go back to doing what we were doing. Yeah, the, yeah, never yeah, really did yeah. it for me. The I two, never watched the, it. The two seasons oh, oh, with shocking. <laughs> the the two seasons with the what when they had in uh, what's his name Billy the, when they were hanging out with the director guy for those two seasons. I don't know yeah, what the fuck. That fu- was great. That was fuck. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like those? No. See, that's where it started. Like I was like, all right, they're officially must be doing all the cocaine they say they're doing in the show when they're <laughs> writing it now. Well, see, I like Billy because uh, I always, I always took him as like, uh, oh fuck, because the whole show is based off Mark Wahlberg's life. Yeah, and oh fuck, who was that director? Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, no, wait, wait a minute, was it? Was Mark? Uh, no, 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 Mark Magnolia Wahlberg. Magnolia and Hard Eight. You're probably and... thinking whoever did Boogie Nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah, yeah. That's who that was based off of. He used to fuck Fiona Apple, which I mean, yes. Yeah. Good lord. What? No, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about Fiona Apple. Oh, okay. Right. It's okay. <laughs> so Daredevil. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I-, I wanted to be able to participate in a conversation for a minute. We'll let your boners get back no, to clashing right. together. I mean, we don't know anything else about it, but I, just the, the concept, how well they did the story of Daredevil so far, and the fact that they're going to have Punisher coming in season two, it, I mean, I can't see how they can fuck this up. 
Dude, I got to call my boy JC, and he's going to be like, if he doesn't know about Punisher in season two, he's going to tell me the minute I, 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 I call him and be like, yeah. hey, JC, it's Rich. Dude, have you heard about Punisher in fucking season two? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm be like, uh, now I have. How you doing? <laughs> Punisher, also the nickname for my dick. Well, I, I've also read rumors about how if this... If Punisher does well in Daredevil, which we know that he's going to be well-received unless they really just fucking shit the bed, there's a possibility of phase two of Marvel TV being Punisher. And then there's a couple others. I'm trying to remember the characters. I can't remember who the other proposed phase it, it, two it, characters were going to be. If if we're going off that uh, Hell's Kitchen type mm-hmm. characters, yeah, the street there's, level. There's there's Daredevil, there's Punisher, there's Power Man, Iron Fist. Yeah, well, those are already coming. As is Jessica Jones. Which, by the way, they dropped the AKA from Jessica Jones. The show was going to be called AKA Jessica Jones. Okay. And uh, yeah, I guess they just figured, well, nobody knows who the fuck Jessica Jones is. Like, why would they care what she's also known as? Just makes it more confusing. I don't know why they went with the AKA anyway, except for that she's like, you know, I, I don't know. I thought she was a private detective. They, they, I, private detectives have aliases. Yeah, well, yeah. And there's there's Doctor Strange, which um, have well, they casted Doctor? Yeah, it's going to be Benedict Cumberbatch and Chiwetel Ejiofor is playing the villain. Whoa, 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 hold up. Yeah, fucking real, man. It's going to be British accent battle. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be... Yeah, he's Doctor Strange. The dude who played Khan, but he wasn't even Mongolian. Huh. In the second Star Trek is going to be fucking Doctor Strange. He's uh, he was Khan. Yes. Are we talking about the same guy? I... There's only like what the other Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I could have right? wait it. I Rich uh, could be thinking of the wrong person. I could have thrown out the wrong name. Let's do a little research. <laughs> Let's. Okay, Star Trek in the darkness. Uh. There was uh, no, 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 the no, bad no. guy was Benedict Cumber 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 Bun what Batch <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is I don't know fucking he, he's got an irritating fucking English name and uh, yeah isn't he Khan in that movie I don't know Google what knows you know you're oh, fuck go ahead look it up I have to I mean what are we gonna do <laughs> that's the old Khan no that's the pimp Khan. That's the real con. Do it. He's gonna do it. Con! Re- con! <laughs> oh man! Was one man built such a career off overacting? Is there any other? Is there any other person who's accomplished that feat? No, not that I can think of. Like, like seriously, he even had a couple uh, albums. Oh <laughs> yeah, shit with him singing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, no. Wait, wait, hold did on. Did you know Leonard Nimoy did a song about Bilbo Baggins? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know this that. until like an episode of The Weedsman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking blew my mind. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, Leonard Kurt Nimoy did a, did, did a song. Uh, he did Rocket Man. Oh yeah, for sure. Rocket Man. And it was just all horrible. It was horrible. It was anyway. fucking horrible. Yes, it is Benedict Cumberbatch. And I told you. He might have been Khan. I don't fucking remember. But, I mean, he just, didn't he win, like, an Oscar for uh, playing Alan Turing? Or he was at least nominated for the Man, Imitation I, Game? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He right. was. He, he was. played you're Alan right. Turing. You're, you're right. I don't know. Yep. Out of all the characters that he's played, I was just surprised that you pulled Khan out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think the... the Besides hey, playing gotta, Alan gotta, Turing, gotta, he was also Sherlock Holmes. I pull a whole lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> he was also Sherlock Holmes in uh, in the BBC series. Last That's night. Mm. Yes. My buddy who Sherlock. I work with is fucking... See what you did. All about Sherlock. I'm He's putting just... this... This is on your head, Rich. This right here. Hi. Dude, it's, it's Mystery Science Hi. Theater 3000. It's so bad, it's great. It really is. I mean, it's horrible. Well, I wanted to wrap up our Marvel talk, though. Because there's something else interesting. I thought we were going to finish fucking... (laughs) 
Rocket Man. There's like 10 minutes <laughs> long. No, fuck off. Know, We're not know, listening right? to Rocket know, right? Man. Okay, in more Marvel news, it came out that this week that the Secret Wars event that's happening over the summer is going to be delayed. Uh, some issues by, well, as much as like, I think six weeks was the longest delay. Now, really? this this isn't completely uncommon for Marvel to do. And usually this is based around, well, some of the better artists that Marvel has are also ones that are notorious for not hitting deadlines. And they're just like, what are you, what the fuck are you going to do? You know, you're going to take me off the book. So the artist that they have working on secret wars is phenomenal. The art itself is by far the best thing about the, the main secret wars book. But it, it turns out it's not just that. It's not about, uh, I think his name's Eric Receive or something like that. It's not just about his schedule. I, I believe that he's on schedule for producing the books. It, if you look at their publishing schedule for the next, uh, for the rest of the summer, everything's getting delayed by at least a couple weeks. And it's not just new releases. It's, so what's going on? It's collected things like, uh, you know, uh, um, what's the word for it? Trade paperbacks, you know, reprints. All yeah. these things are being pushed back. So what's going on? It's, it's a money issue, obviously. And it's the only thing that makes sense is this is deferring costs into Q3 in order to make Q2 look more profitable, right? You have orders set up for all these books that you're going to release in the third quarter. and uh, But you uh, try and defer... If, you, if your printing costs are on the second quarter, that's going to make your profits look smaller. So if you can defer the printing costs into the next quarter, it'll keep your, it, your profits looking high. And keep Disney happy or whatever. Well, well, yeah, that's that's the ultimate right there. Right, <laughs> Mauschewitz. So what, so what the fuck? I mean, I don't know. I can, I will accept, if, especially if it's a really good book. There's plenty of book. I mean, there's a Grant Morrison book out that I've been waiting. I don't know how many months now for the final issue to come out, but that's fine. It's a, an amazing book, and it, the whole thing is done by one single artist who is doing like all of the layouts and inks and colorings and everything, and it looks like it's fucking painted. And I understand, like, I don't know how somebody could crank out one of these each month. This is a whole fucking work of art. Oh, you're a tracer. But when, but, <laughs> but when it's just everything is getting pushed back because we're trying to make our company look more profitable. I find that very irritating. And as somebody who buys Marvel books on a regular basis, I'm kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, because how are you and your fellow nerds supposed to retire to the the nerdery with our comic books? Just, yeah, I got you. I don't know. I think, you know, both uh, Marvel and DC are kind of doing an overhaul of their line and i think i'm going to end up buying more dc books than marvel when all this is said and done oh and, sacrilege and not entirely on principle but you know when when some of the books that i buy are just i mean it's like uh it's like going to see uh, any of the fast and furious movies you know some of the stuff that i buy it's just like i'm not expecting some great plot or some huge character development that's going to move me i just want to see some you know guys in tights punching each other and shit blowing up and it, and if i can get that from dc with the same mediocre writing as i can from marvel well you know <laughs> you just have jerry bruckheimer produce an episode of raw and you get the same <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, it's everything you want to see, right? And you are on fire tonight. It's the coffee. It's going with Michael coffee. Bay brings you raw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. oh man and Michael Bay. The American Dream died today. Some would say it died forty years ago. Dusty Rhodes. Oh, the American Wait, Dream died today. Dusty Rhodes. Dying. I feel like I feel like I feel like we've had this conversation, you, but I won't say that again. Okay, so Dusty wrote, uh, did wasn't he also Gold Dust? That's his kid. No, 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 no. Wait, no, no, no. He had two kids, and they were both into wrestling, and they both had dust. It was Gold Dust and what Stardust or something. Yeah, that's right. I do believe Dusty Rhodes was first, and then well, he'd have to be. His son was. <laughs> Son was gold dust. Do I need to explain that to you? <laughs> and then now uh there's a Dusty Rhodes theme song. Who is it? Who's the his kid uses his real name and there's yeah. there's no dust. 
Dustin, isn't it? Dustin Rhodes. There's just there's lots of there's lots of six packs, perhaps some black pants, but yeah, there's no dust in his name. He uses oh. his real name. America. There you go. This is back when they didn't have a lot of money. The WWE, still WWF. That's right. Yeah. Before they got sued by the World Wildlife Fountain. Yeah. Yeah, that's funky. Oh, you can hate on your own bass lines, but you love this? Uh, what? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> you can hate on your own bass playing, but you love he this? He says you'll critique your own bass playing, but you like was, this. I just said it was funky. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll, he'll be missed. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented five stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at Pro Boothcast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows. Well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net that's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. Hey, have you guys heard about Apple Music? I've heard it's going to be a spectacular failure. Oh. I've, he- I've heard Spotify is going to, so far, I've just from what I've read, I've heard like paper-to-paper comparison, Spotify beats it, but this is also without... As far as what? Selection? In general. Well, you, so, all right, let's start with what Apple Music is. Right, because they've had iTunes for a while, but this is is just a streaming service that they're offering, and what it that'll give you complete access to everything that's on iTunes, basically, music wise. So you don't have to buy it now. Just go, hey, you just, I want to hear you it. You just stream it. You don't own it. You can you have the ability to like save things as a playlist, and and uh, I think that there is a way where you can actually download stuff if you want to listen to it offline. <clears throat> But it, and also it it'll take all of your music collection and then add access to all of iTunes and that's what you get for ten bucks a month. Um, oh, ten bucks? Yeah, there's a reasonable price to pay. I think so. Um, whether it you know the first thing I wanted to know is like what kind of deal they have with the artists on this though because we already know how shitty other streaming services deals are. Yeah, well, I'm just saying my band on Spotify, I've never seen any money. I don't care, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, no news on what the artist cut is on this, but it can't vary much from what they're doing with other models like Spotify. And I know Spotify has been sued an awful lot. Well, you know, the first thing I thought of too, if, if I wanted to figure out an artist's perspective on this, I think of David Lowry because he's been very vocal about issues like this. And uh, if you're not familiar, it's a guy from Camper Van Beethoven and Cracker. Cracker. Yeah. Take the skinheads, boy. Yeah. Yes. And he's been public about... uh, Well, he said in an interview that I read yesterday, he was talking about how, uh, I think, 
Camper Van Beethoven as a band made like less than a hundred dollars off of the their songs that were streamed on uh, on Spotify. Oh, John Legend was on uh, uh, Bill Maher talking about this. He's made actually less than a thousand dollars. Right. He's yeah, a Grammy awesome. award-winning artist, isn't he? Yeah, John Legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's 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 so, he's big but, with the kids. Well, so <laughs> so I. Uh, I did a search for David Lowry because I knew that he had to have something to say about this, and he was indeed interviewed about it. And it kind of surprised me what he said because uh, he actually he, it was reserved. It was kind of like, well, we'll wait and see how all this plays out. But his initial response is positive because well, his main point was you, you can't fight this. You can't fight streaming services, right? Nope. You can't, as a model, people are are attracted to it, and that's how they want to pay for their music. And it's better I than and it's put, better than not paying for their music at all. But what this I put, does I is put, I put radio on the internet. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so it, it, what he was saying was the fact that Apple, who has this huge presence in the marketplace, in any marketplace it chooses to get into, will raise the overall profile of the concept of paying for streaming services and will also create competition in that market. And that could only, well, can't only be, but that tends to, uh, tends to be better for the artists. Well, there's also there's also the fact that you can ever almost almost every smartphone has a um, ability to have an FM receiver in it. Yeah, but to, for what? Yeah, yeah. Why? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, to, to get yeah. to get radio well, without thing- streaming. Like, and sucking up your bandwidth, you you know, you're, you're it's like putting a telegraph attachment on your fucking landline. Right. Oh, I know. Well, let's look at your options, though. Okay, so you have terrestrial radio, which is all controlled by money and by what songs have already become popular. Now, I mean, now that they're they're it's looking at by the advertisers, what are, what and are, the are we going labels. to? What are we going to be? What are we going to be playing on a top forty radio station? Whatever the record labels have paid us to play, or what have has already seen success on a television show or in a movie or on YouTube or they only want home runs. You know what I love? You know what I love? So hold on. I'm not done. And your other option is Spotify, which is a robot going, Oh, well these two groups seem to be linked by some vague genre attachment. So I'm going to put that up next. And then this song has similar sonic content to that, so we're going to put that next to what Apple Music is doing is having actual people curate playlists, and you can go in and select like, yes, I like, they, they give you basically this little uh, bunch of bubbles with artist names on it, and you tap on the ones you like and you swipe away the ones that you don't and it kind of bases a playlist based around that, and then that goes to a human who then curates a playlist for you so I think it actually is a, a an ideal way to come at a streaming service. That's the whole reason the, the randomness of Spotify has never appealed to me. Here's what I love. One of two things. One, Chris, you played Get Off This by Cracker. Love that. Second. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, right? He's going, and, he's going somewhere. I forgot what the second one was. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so, so glad Aaron, I didn't let you interrupt. You went me. on and on and on and on and on, and I'm right. just like, I'm, you're, are you going to stop me mid rant for a praise of how good this cracker song is? Yes, because it's a good <laughs> fucking song. It's great. Oh shit! I'm sorry, guys. I, no, it's all right, man. I I, I don't know. I it's don't entertaining. Know. I, <laughs> so I don't know. I like how I always try and be critical of Apple, but then I end up sucking its dick. <laughs> That's I, what they want. I, Welcome. I, but, you know, they do their fucking research, well, man. And it seems like they did their research on this. I mean, I know they did their fucking research on this. Because they, they could have had this out years ago, and it would have been like some shitty knockoff of Spotify. Well, I, think- I mean, uh, all, right, all right, look. Pandora, Spotify, pretty much same thing, right? Am I, am I wrong or am I right? No, you're, Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, here's the deal. They all want to fucking get you to pay for, you know, their service. Mm-hmm. And... It's not going to happen. So 
And here's here's what here's what musicians have to realize. Because they offer now. free versions of their services. Well, yeah, yeah. well, they they That's, give you the they they give you it's like it's like heroin dealers. They give you the free taste, and then they're uh, like, no, you can still get it for free. You just no, have to but put this up is with commercials. This is like uh, your first one's free each day, like. <laughs> Like, just swing by here and I'll give you a free pack each day. You could go ahead and spend some money and get a shitload of heroin and get really fucked up. But each day I'll be here waiting with the free hit. But yeah, you know, like, I'd I'd probably just go with the free stuff. I wouldn't go up to the next heroin (laughs) level. I wouldn't go up to that paid tier for heroin. You know, hey, you're going to give me some for free? That's fine. That's That's what I used to call MTV after everyone was like, MTV doesn't even show videos. I'm like, yeah, MTV is like the worst crack dealer in the world. They give you that that little bit of free. Like, here you go. Here's your, here's your, here's your little fucking taste. And then they go, well, if you want more, you're gonna have to pay for it. Oh yeah, you have to uh, up your cable subscription so you get MTV too if you want to yes, see music. Again. Yes, videos. yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You got. You got. You got where I'm going with this. Yeah. 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 But, I don't know. I, I. I. Man, I'm just look. Well, another as, thing that, as as a musician, yes. you want music to be heard, right? And if it's heard, I, I. I know this comes off as fucking oh socialist whatever, but isn't it a good thing that that more people are hearing your music than? You know, and if it's if it's good, they'll they'll pay the money to come see you. They'll pay the money for the T-shirt. They'll pay the money they'll, to buy your fucking album. Yeah, they'll still go out and buy the album. They, yeah, yes. if it's that good and they're that much of a fan of your music and what you're doing, they will go. They'll go buy the fucking vinyl and never fucking play it and just listen to you on some streaming service. Oh, so the fuck what? You hipster motherfucker! You know it's true. Yeah, you will buy the fucking vinyl. Of the fucking album of the band you love, if it's great. What the fuck is playing in the background? Is that Eminem? Eminem? You don't know this song? Oh, no, no, yeah. I, no, I do. Oh. It is, it's, it's D12. You sound disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like this like, album. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I do. Oh, no, Devil's no. Night? Devil's Night's a good album, but yeah. I'm just like, uh, Kind of rough, kind of rough. I don't know. God damn it. Guys, guys. praising me one minute, busting my balls the next. <laughs> well, we could get back to the overrated bands. What? How about you? Overrated bands. How about bands that you always thought that like everyone like right. just well, creamed and nutted over and you were always like, eh, not so much. Right. Well, because we were talking about the Eagles. That's where it started. Yeah, I said Eagles and then I went Fleetwood Mac. Well, Eagles is one that we can both agree on. I don't agree with the Fleetwood Mac. Who would I consider an overrated band that people have all gone nuts over? Garbage? Really? Yeah. Like, Garbage is a big one for me that I, I just do not get. I haven't... They, I've heard numerous songs by that band. None of them were catchy or even interestingly produced, which is it, odd because... Even with the producer in the band? I, I know. A the guy produced one famous. of the most successful there's albums two, of all time. There's two, they're all studio guys. This is a bunch of studio guys who found a chick who looks good in a dress... So that they could go on tour and get laid because none of the hot chicks were coming to the fucking studio. Yeah. They were like, hey, I'm doing coke with all these guys and that, and, and recording these songs. That's great. But uh, they're telling me about all this pussy they're getting on the road. And I would like some of this yes. pussy. Hey. Hey, what attracts pussy? Pussy. Right. And, and it damn sure ain't happening if I'm behind the soundboard. Nobody's fucking blowing the sound guy. I need to get a guitar on and play some notes on it. Like, I didn't think they were a great band, but, like, they're listenable. Like, when they come on, I don't shut them off. Yeah. This band in the the Cranberries is one that a lot of people... Oh, if we're going to talk... Yeah, like, more recent bands, definitely uh, Coldplay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Coldplay is a huge one. We're Coldplay like, is what would have happened if Radiohead sold out. Coldplay has... It's always been kind of weird because they've had kind of, like, this almost... Like uh, a little bit of the uh, shoegazer vibe to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like like a band like Verve had, where they were kind of they went from shoegazer scene to more of the pop 
or mainstream, at least at least as far as British radio is concerned. Not so much pop over here. But well, now, like if the, if if Radiohead would have played ball with the record companies, this is what they would have right. became. This is the their one exception in my mind because th- this is the one song that I consider to be really well written. And I've heard other people perform it and really enjoyed it, actually. But in general, yeah, nothing. Well, this is back when they were you, they were you were still trying they were still trying to quote unquote make it this, right. They hadn't hit yet, right? And before they hit, I'd have like all kinds of people who I mean, these are guys that are normally into indie rock or like you know mm-hmm. alternative or British pop in general. And they were like, oh, my God, have you heard this Coldplay? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like if the Verve never did any drugs. Yeah, like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like watered down shit, man. What's the big fucking deal? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in, I'm in that camp with you there. You know, it started, we, I, it started off talking about more like classic bands. Like the Cranberries and Garbage didn't really have spanning careers like uh, like a band like uh, Fleetwood Mac did. But I mean, that, <laughs> when you're Fleetwood but, Mac, then you have to acknowledge that the but, 80s part of your career existed too. Yeah. With, you know, Tell Me Lies, Tell Me Sweet Little Lies. It's not, a, it's not the worst song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ha! I mean, one of them. If I only, if there was only ever '80s Fleetwood Mac, yeah, yeah no, nah, I wouldn't jam be a fan. right here. This one is the is the song that I think is actually interestingly produced. I think it sounds good, but it's just it's kind of a nothing of a song in general. Ugh. But for some reason, when paired, like I've seen this on uh, this show, this show, this song will, like pop up on like a movie or on a TV show. It's very effective mm. as soundtrack, not so effective as a pop song. But yeah, I was saying I was pulling recent examples because it's harder for me going back to like 70s, 60s, 50s to come up with examples because it's not so much that I think that the music was overrated. It's just been so overplayed. I mean, there's like a lot of Led Zeppelin that I just don't care to listen to anymore. And it's not because I think it's a bad song or that... Oh, I've heard enough Led Zeppelin for my entire life, but I don't think they're overrated. I I don't think they're overrated either. No, I just don't want to hear rock and roll again, all right? Yeah, I know. What fucking... I think people overreacted. I heard. A, I don't a, think they're overrated. A podcast uh, a couple weeks ago where a guy was being interviewed and he initially had started. Uh, he started in radio. Uh, it was Mike Dawson, but he was. Uh, ah, yeah. When he was working for a classic rock radio station, he said, "You know, he was like, just go to the program director, and say, listen, we all own Led Zeppelin four, okay." <laughs> Can we play something else? <laughs> we're not clamoring. If we want to hear Stairway to Heaven, we're going to go home and fucking right. listen to it. Just, yes. I don't know. Just to, to me, bands like I was talking about earlier are where you're, you're, is why adult contemporary exists. You don't get adult contemporary music without Fleetwood Mac, without the Eagles. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, a lot of this is just an exposure issue, too. I feel like there's plenty of bands that I like that aren't uh, aren't nearly as famous as, as uh, bands like Coldplay or any other act that gets played on the radio. And you know that, like, if this just got into rotation on radio and people heard it, like, three, four times a day, they'd probably love it just as much as anything. It's just about exposure. So it all comes down to a money issue. It's like the same thing that's wrong with our, our, our elections in this country. It's sure there's better candidates out there, but they're never going to get the funding to be a viable candidate. Here's another overrated piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. That's what I should have put. I wish this was my answer to who, who I thought was overrated. Because this man can't write a song. He's not a right singer, but he doesn't have any kind of range or anything, and he doesn't emote very well either. Can't fucking dance. He's no fun to look at on TV. Uh, and his the production sucks on all of his fucking songs. How does it suck so bad? I can't... Im- he was probably involved. Buzzing. I Yeah. So I don't know. 
I don't know how this shit ever gets to the radio, period. It's a different time. Uh, I guess, but it's not like there's a period of there's a period of time where I can just say, well, everything sucked during this, you know, period. Everything sucked from 78 to 82. No, because there is no, there's some, the, any given year going back as far back as, I, I don't know how far back my music collection goes. There's something and and that is worth listening to. It's, I can see it's just all about what gets the exposure of it. In this, more I than I can see the, the appeal in fucking John Mellencamp beautiful production and beautiful harmonies i mean yeah it's a cheesy disco song and why are they always singing falsetto i don't know but it fucking works man you can't do it so fuck you (laughs) but it was also a unique sound while this is a cheesy disco song Mm -hmm. you know who this band is signature sound melon camp i can give you 20 other songs of each of his songs that sound like songs he wrote Right. Oh, and here's... If we wanted to compare this to uh, modern music, this is a problem that I have with Katy Perry. Even though there are songs I will admit to liking by Katy Perry. But for the longest time, I didn't even realize how many songs I knew were sung by Katy Perry. Because each one of them sounds so different. Even the way that they produce her voice and the way that she sings is drastically different from song to song. There is no yeah, but Madonna sound. started that shit. Madonna has like three distinct singing voices. If you if you listen to all really? her songs, yeah, she's got the nasally yeah. one. She's got the one where she's actually like I mean, singing. Yeah, you and know, then and then the she's got one that's like the, the hybrid bed- of both of them. It's kind of the the bedroom voice. Like, yeah, I'm not quite singing, but I'm not whispering in your ear either. Mm-hmm. See, okay, Madonna is all about emotion. She knows how to emote. When she sings, she doesn't necessarily know how to hit exactly the right notes. She doesn't have a great range. It's all about delivery. But Katy Perry is just, I don't know, it's like, it's not like you could sit down and say, I'm not criticizing her for not knowing how to play an instrument. But if you like said, okay, just you and a guy with an acoustic guitar, do all your greatest hits. What's that going to sound like? It's kind of weird and awkward because there's not much meat there to hang a song off of. It's, and there's no, there's certain bands where, uh, like Spoon, for example, is one that we've talked about in, mm-hmm. in recent times, where I've heard the uh, a new Spoon song and went, oh my God, that's Spoon. I know that band. I've never heard this song before, but they mm-hmm. have... It's not that everything is always the same, but you can trace this progression, this natural progression with the band. <coughs> Where there's something that ties everything together. You Madonna just jinxed, by the way. I said something at the same time. <laughs> but here's all right. Here's nasally. Here's nasally Madonna. Right. Okay, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, uh, this is this is probably my favorite <laughs> Madonna song. All right. So that's honest to God, nasally Madonna. Now here in the video where she spray paints the car on accident. I can find there's a lot of Madonna songs that I like. None of them have come out in the last twenty years, but that's funny. The the, the title of the song I put in NWA comes up first. That's awesome. Express yourself. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the video where she's stripping in front of the fucking uh, in like an eight year old boy. By the way, like an eight year old Mexican kid. What? I don't remember that. Is this gonna be the video? No, this is. Just no, I just wanted to the... fucking sing. Yeah. See, completely different singing voice. Like coming from a different place mm-hmm. in her body. Like she's actually singing from <clears throat> her diaphragm in this song. Right. Now I get you. She's also backed by a lot of black women. No, but, <laughs> but you can hear. There she is, Here. solo. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, it. no nasally Madonna. Yeah. But it still sounds like her. I mean, she's just choosing a different register of her voice. Katy Perry like sounds drastically like different. Way more drastic example: Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Like, they had like two or three 
singing voices. There's one where he actually sang. There's one where he was just like yeah. grumbling or whatever you want to call it. Well, you want to talk a scream. You want to talk know? extremes. What about Axl Rose? Like that song on Lies where he's all down here and shit. Like that. I was like, who the fuck is singing on that? You want to talk about overrated? I'm bringing Axl Rose's voice. <laughs> okay. And you could be mine. You're awesome. On November Rain or Estranged. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I've always enjoyed his vocal performances. I'm not like, uh, I don't know. I, I never listen to anything off of uh, Use Your Illusion 1 or 2. Like, I think you get it. Welcome lo- to the Jungle. Like, yeah, that was... Welcome to Jungle Lies. Paradise out. City. That's his wheelhouse. But you get to when he's trying to be like, Elton fucking John, and that's when you start like, eh, your voice isn't as good as people have been telling you it is. But that's me. It, yeah, it was like almost immediately being a rock star was not enough for Axl Rose. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm fucking Lennon and McCartney and Elton John all rolled into one. Like, fuck you. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. And like, just be happy. Turns out you needed Slash. <laughs> be happy just being a fucking kick-ass rock star. Yeah, I know, right? Or stop. <laughs> because you're ruining your past work. You're you're diluting your catalog with this nonsense. Best thing you can say about him now is that he's just not putting out anything. We just get all the crazy Axl Rose stories and we don't have to actually endure any shitty songs. Did you get that album? What was it? In 20... What, did Chinese Democracy come out and I miss it? Yeah, actually, it did. <laughs> I think it came yeah, out that's right, yeah. like a long time ago at this point. I mean, it had listenable songs, but I mean, in the end... No, I remember it hearing... It was never... It was not the vibe this group of people created. No. Yeah, granted, you got Buckethead on guitar, and he's fucking virtuoso, but he ain't no fucking Slash, man. Right. He is not Saul Rosenberg, whatever the fuck his real name is. No, yeah, but it's like... It's like saying that, you, oh, I'm just going to create a super group by po- finding what, who's the best guitar player in all of these bands. And then who's the best bass player? Who's the best drummer? I'm just going to throw them in a room. We're going to have a gold Doesn't fucking mean record. you're going to have a great vibe. And everything's going to click. I mean, I think what you got out of this album was the expression of everybody's frustration and struggle and fucked up life to get to this point. Yeah, this was like the, the the audio version of the Sunset Strip. Yeah. The, the yeah. actual vibe. Not the vibe you were seeing in the movies and on TV. Yeah. The vibe of after the show. And <laughs> this is this is a hungry band still, also. Yeah. To, uh, well, the bands make the best music when they're hungry. Yeah. I mean, everyone can clearly find their favorite band and pinpoint the album at which it became a job. Not, I would like to do this, to now I have to do this because I'm contractually obligated and I'd like to live inside and eat. So now I have to do this. But you talk about how he needs Slash, too. I mean, I really think they need each other. Lennon needed McCartney. McCartney needed Lennon. Yeah. Wings was good, but not as good as the Beatles. Lennon on his own. That's another overrated conversation. We can get uh, yeah, Slash's uh, solos, the the melody of the sla- of Slash's solos, and the little like just fills that he would do in between shit, so complemented what Axl Rose was doing. Yeah, it was like a call and response at times, especially there in, in Welcome to the Jungle, which takes it back to like it's the, the uh, blues roots of all this music. Mm-hmm. You know, motherfucker, you know, sings a line about an evil woman and then does a lick on the guitar and sings mm-hmm. again about how evil that woman was and lick on the guitar. It's that call and response, which all comes from fucking uh, uh, gospel music, spirituals. Yes, and work. Uh, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for here? F- like people working in the field, slaves, spiritual, s- uh, slave music. Like you know, they'd call out, and uh, someone would call out a line, and a bunch of people would respond. Always comes back to Whitey whipping off the black man, doesn't it? <laughs> Fucking God damn it, Whitey! Yeah, like this song. You knew this was fucking Slash. Like, especially yeah. when the solo kicked in, you're but like, it, that's Slash. I think maybe if this was a song that Guns N' Roses did together, I might like it. Oh, I could hear Axl Rose singing this song. Right. Because it's 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 the illusion era Guns N' Roses with, with a different singer is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all it is. 
Did you read that thing that I sent you about in, uh, what was it, Guitar World or something, about the musician's brain? I'm still waiting for a punchline. Right. <laughs> Guitars have a different brain than everybody else. Uh, oh, come on, where's the punchline? Right. Um, but yeah, that was actually uh, based on a study that came out a while ago where, uh, so that they, they actually, what, they did like brain scans on these musicians as they were playing and as they were playing together right and they they found it uncanny the way that uh, not only would different areas of the brain light up the others would shut down when they were playing especially when improvising the the part of the brain that uh, the logical part of the brain that, that processes everything basically just shuts down completely and you're just like on autopilot just emotion based right and it allows you to be in sync that, that's what allows you to be in sync with other musicians and play with them and when they actually study you know they can look at how things fire in the brain and then the resulting muscle control from that and they're like the these signals from the brain are happening before the signals that you're getting from your eyes and ears are happening, right? So, you, like, you know, we've played enough together in in, uh, in a band, and... There were those times I was playing, I can, wasn't looking. Right, right. There are times where, like, I'll look at you, and, you know, maybe at first you can get, you know, get the rhythm down and just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch his hand a little bit and just, you know, make sure that we're all in sync. But... It's, it, the sync really happens when you're not thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a point where something else takes over. Right. And so what I was, so the, you, they can see this, like, this reaction start and a synapse firing in your brain that is mm-hmm. eventually going to you know, be a signal that is telling your fingers where to land and, and everything. And that happens before any signals that you could get from your ear. You would think that, you know, oh, I'm listening to you play, I'm listening to the drummer play, and I'm, I'm playing in response to that. But no, I have to play at the same time, which means I have to predict what's going to happen. It's not about hearing it and responding to it. It's about everybody shutting off the forefront of their brain and just feeling. Yeah. Feeling it, right? I'll agree with that statement. But they've also... And this this type of brain study is extended beyond just musicians. It, it almost gets into the argument of uh, like a chicken and egg argument where they say, you know, we can see that... Uh, Okay, let's say we do a study where uh, two people are sitting across from each other and one goes to punch the other one, right? There's going to be a reflective, a reflexive uh, reaction to that. You throw your hands up, you pull away from the person, you try and dodge whatever it is, or maybe your instincts to strike back. But when they're measuring the, the signals that are happening in the brain at that point, what they can see is a signal in the brain that's happening before the other person even makes a move, right? It's like a predictive signal. So before you can actually take in what's happening, before before the other person even moves, when they measure it by the nanosecond, it's just like a nanosecond before, but it's before it actually happens. Right? So it almost... Br- it almost makes it an argument of like, do we really have control over everything that's happening? Or is it all just a reaction to these signals that are firing off in our brains? People who are listening that are high right now <laughs> just turned it off. <laughs> or you just blew their minds. No, I yeah. get I get it. It's, I, well, it's also, sometimes something else takes over when you're playing. When you're, when you're with the right group of people, it's just, it's, it's just you know where it's going. You know what's yeah. next. You know what's... Yeah. It's fascinating shit. It's, There's uh, two, two parts to your brain. Well, you know? and just think about how most songwriters talk about, like, you know, where do where do this where do your songs come from, and whether they come out and say it or not. There's a lot of scale. There, there's a lot of language of like, you know, things come to me, you know, whether they say some people are just like, oh, you know, I just sit down and start playing and all this shit flows through me, and I just I'm just a conduit for these songs that are in the ether. Um, I forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> ah. marijuana, marijuana affects the memory. memory. But yeah, there's, there's 
I don't know what my point was. And that's why we're podcasting, folks. That's why we're in a basement. For this is real radio station right now. There would be an angry gentleman in a suit and tie in here right now. What do you mean you forgot? Can't have that much dead air. <laughs> There's somebody behind glass, like, moving their finger around in the air, like, keep it going. Yeah, exactly. Not here. Well, well, I think we lost Rich. Yeah, I guess so. I wonder what happened. I don't know. It'll be an interesting he story said, for next week. He said, I think I have to go take care of something. Mm-hmm. That could mean anything. He's still connected. I mean, maybe it was a really big shit and he passed out on the toilet. Oh, man. shit <laughs> uh, He let this hanging for a while. He better be like tied up, mm-hmm. gagged. Or like three women showed up and like, listen, we're about to... <laughs> there we, you go. We want to have a blowjob contest and we need a judge. <laughs> we heard you were free. It's Thursday night. We had Rich for half the show. Jay, one day Jay will be allowed to come out and play again. Hopefully we have Jay and Rich for a whole session next week. Yes. No homo, by the way. (laughs) Want to qualify that there. But I guess, yeah, we'll uh, wrap this one up. And thank you for listening. And we will see you on Friday. Yes, this is the Monday (laughs) show. We will see them on Friday. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm freezing on just saying goodbye. (laughs) But you know what it was? Like, I was thinking, like, what I was going to say. And then, like, you said everything that I was going to say. <laughs> like, I'm jump- you kept jumping. I said that. I'm going to say. Oh, no, I said that. Bye. <laughs> there you go. That's how we end it. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise.